0: This is your
1: path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Of endless glory, I have the
2: resurrection and the life, says the Lord. Whoever believes in me, even
0: if he dies, will never die.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. King of endless glory the Lord be with you so a reading uh, from the Holy Gospel according to Luke on one occasion an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus teacher he asked what must I do to inherit eternal life what is written in the law he resp- he replied how do you read it he answered Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road and And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise the Lord, the word, the light. Okay, be seated, please. So I say good afternoon to you. You've certainly heard of a sermon on the parable of the Good Samaritan, or at least know the basic story. Of all the stories of the Bible, the Good Samaritan is a story that still pops up every once in a while in our secular world and in everyday conversation that has nothing to do with the church. Someone who does nice things for someone else that are unexpected and above and beyond might be said to be a Good Samaritan. We even have Good Samaritan laws that address the situation when someone comes up upon an accident. So the story of the Good Samaritan, or at least the term, is still heard in everyday life. In the church, if you've been an active church-going Christian for any length of time, you've almost certainly heard a devotion or a sermon on the Good Samaritan, and probably lots of them. Think about the basic message of those sermons and devotions. They typically have to do with uh, how we should treat our neighbor, or what we owe our neighbor. The act of doing something extraordinarily kind or somewhat, for someone who needs help is typically the focus of these sermons and devotions, right? Maybe the example is a, a, a homeless person who is like the man who was beaten, robbed, and left for dead in the parable. And the point of the sermon becomes that we should help homeless people even if they're easy to step around. Sometimes the focus is on taking time to help people whom we may neglect because of our busy lives. Maybe it's the fellow student whose backpack opens up and, and all their books and pencils and scissors fall out everywhere. But you're too late to class, and so what do you do? Will you help your classmate, or do you hurry off to class? Have you heard messages like that based on the parable of the Good Samaritan? They all seem to be focused on what we should do. We should help our neighbor. Those are fine messages from the Word of God because they help us love our neighbor as ourselves. But I'd like to suggest that they're not really the point of Jesus' parable. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus focuses not on what, what we are to do, but on who. Let's take a look at the Gospel reading a bit closer to see what I mean. In the Gospel reading, the lawyer who comes to Jesus, asks two questions. In Luke, chapter 10, verse 25, he asks Jesus, "Yes, Jesus, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now notice, the question is, is, it's a what question. What question? What should I do? And Jesus replies with another what question. He says, what is written in the law? The lawyer responds with two quotations from the Old Testament. From Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 5, you shall love the Lord with your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind, And then from Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, "Love your neighbor as yourself." And it seems to me that many sermons uh, we end up hearing are answers to these, que- these "what questions. The parable of the good Samaritan becomes merely an illustration of the general point to love one's neighbor as one'self. The point becomes, "Do extraordinarily kind kindness do extraordinary kindness to other people, even if you're busy or even if other people are overlooked by the rest of society. The what becomes the key thing. But Jesus' parable is actually an answer to a completely different question. Jesus doesn't tell uh, the, the, parable, uh, the parable in answer to the lawyer's what question. Jesus tells the parable after the lawyer asks a second question. And who is my neighbor? Notice the shift from a what question to a who question. This Jewish student of the law was asking an important question about how Jesus understood that Old Testament verse in Leviticus. Many people understood neighbor to refer to people of their own group, their family, their tribe. In this case, love your neighbor as yourself meant love your family member as yourself or love your fellow children as yourself. Um, Jesus had a radically different understanding of the verse. For Jesus, the real matter, the far deeper issue than what the lawyer did, was who the lawyer loved. For Jesus, neighbor meant all people—Syrophoenicians, Romans, Greeks, and perhaps most difficult for the Jew, for the lawyer in our uh, in our Gospels, as reading Samaritans. In Jesus's parable, it's the Samaritan, not the Jewish priest, nor the Levite who practices mercy and ends up loving the neighbor. That's an interesting twist to the end of Jesus' story. And here's why. It seems that Jesus' point is that the Samaritan was not expected in any way to help the Jewish man. Samaritans were were notorious for not worshipping in the temple and for intermarrying with non-Israelite people. In fact, Jews considered Samaritans as filthy and unclean as pigs. And so the Jews and Samaritans often hated each other. So the Samaritan was not required by his own people to love Jews. Samaritans were supposed to take care of Samaritans and Jews were supposed to take care of Jews. But Jesus' parable features a Samaritan crossing religious and ethnic boundaries in order to offer the kindness, love and mercy of God to someone of a completely different group of people. The Samaritan ended up showing real love to a fellow human being whom it's not expected to love. Who are the people in your life who no one expects you to love? This sermon series has led us to reflect upon ethnicity and grace and race and nationality. In many ways, ethnic people ethnic people groups are expected to take care of their own family members. Adult children are expected to take care of their aging parents. Siblings are expected to take care of their siblings. The family bond is an expectation in most all cultures. So it ends up that people of one ethnicity end up taking care of other people of the same ethnicity. Jesus explains that the real love of a neighbor is a love that extends far beyond the regular expectations of family bonds and the people you grew up with. Jesus's explanation of love your neighbor as yourself is that we are called to love certain kinds of people who might seem unlovable even despicable to us, if we're honest with ourselves, we may admit that there are people groups who live their lives differently. Um, groups, uh, someone of another ethnicity doesn't show up on time. Doesn't show on time the way you do. Uh, maybe they don't mow their, their lawn or clean their kitchen the way you do. Or maybe it's the way they raise their family or their work ethic that really bothers you. The message of the parable of the Good Samaritan is that. Those are the people God has put around you as your neighbors, and he wants you to love them. And yet, sometimes you have not. Like the man in the parable who was beaten, robbed, and left to die, our Lord Jesus faced similar treatment at the cross. The Jewish people rejected his message of love for the non-Jew. The way that Jesus healed and forgave and made clean those of a different ethnicity were despicable for them. They could not agree that this, that his message and, or, and origin was truly from God, and so they executed him. But it wasn't just an, any execution. They crucified him by hanging him on a tree suspended high off the ground. In Roman and Greek tradition, uh, it was highly significant when someone was killed on a tree suspended off the ground. When this happened, the bystanders who were crucifying the person could say that The crucified did not belong to their their land or their people. The crucified was excluded and cut off from any connection from the living and from the dead. And this Jesus endured like a lamb going silently and willingly to his death. A death that cut Jesus off from all people of the earth. And this Jesus did for all peoples of the earth. No single people group can claim Jesus as their own little tribal Messiah. He was stricken, smitten, and rejected by all people so that he might reconcile all people to God and to each other. Since no single people group claimed him as their own, he was was and is able to claim all people, to embrace all people, to forgive all people, and to set in motion the reconciliation of all people. We are now free to be little Samaritans, who we, we who have gathered around this bloodied, bruised, and beaten Jesus. Jesus put his tattered body into our hands and into our care that he might be our Messiah, risen now from the dead. He leads us in his mission to reconcile people long divided by skin color, language, customs, and beliefs. We go out into the world as little Samaritans to to tend to the wounded and rejected. We pour oil on their wounds and bandage them with all the care as if we were handling the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who will you come upon this week? God may well send you on a path to meet someone who is broken by this world and rejected by the missions, by the masses rather. And the people of Jesus, let us be known as true good Samaritans. For the, for the nations, let us be known as true Good Samaritans for the nations. Amen. It is time for everybody's favorite part of the service. That's right, the announcements. It's kind of nice not hearing it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I want to uh, y'all offer up a special prayer, too, also for, um, yeah, I meant to say this earlier, but for Timothy, uh, who is having some difficulties now in his life and, and probably won't be with us for a little while. So please remember him in your prayers, okay? All right. Where'd he go? We're going. We're do announcements now. Here we go. Everybody's favorite part of the service. Here it comes. Did you know we had two podcasts? We have two podcasts. Can you believe that? Two podcasts. Our first podcast, Your Path with Bishop Mark, has been around for about six years now. Um, It is our our gospel and our sermon and our announcements and uh, uh, other movies and whatnot that we have from church. Uh, And it's been going on, like I said, for about six years. And it's out there for everybody to see on YouTube. Please check it out. Uh, You may ask, well, how do I find it? How do I find the Bishop Mark's uh, podcast? Well, it's very simple. You go to your favorite browser and type in your path with Bishop Mark, your path with Bishop Mark, or you go to uh, Alexa or Echo, or what's the other part of it? What's the other thing they call it? Computer. 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 Echo. Let's see. He talking. Echo. Play your path. Echo, Welcome back to your path with Bishop
2: Mark.
1: There you go. See how easy that is? Echo. Stop. So, if you have Alexa at home or anything like that, you can just say, play your path. And it'll play your path of mission markets. Anywhere in the world, play your path. It'll play uh, your path of mission mark. Or, if you look on the back of your programs here, of over well here, there's a list of all these wonderful um, uh, podcast providers that, 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 that uh, have us on there for free for you to listen to. That's just some of them. There's many, many more. I guarantee if you go on your, on your favorite podcast provider and type in your path of mission Mark, you'll find us, okay? Please check it out. Please check out our podcast there. Um... Secondly, I hit, the, I hit the button too quick. I put that down when I'm trying to talk with my hands. Uh, the, other, the other podcast we have is um, Life Lessons with Bishop Mark. That's a fairly new one that we've come out with. Now, what, is it exactly, what does that exactly mean? Well, it's exactly what it says. It's Life Lessons with Bishop Mark. It's, it's very short. We call it the TikTok, the TikTok of our of our podcast, because the, each episode is only about two to five minutes long, so it's very short. You don't have to sit there and listen to a whole sermon or anything like that, but you can catch something out of a, a, smaller, uh, a smaller time frame uh, and I think it's pretty cool. So please check it out. It's very easy to do that as well. You just go to your favorite, your favorite browser, type in your, uh, uh, uh life lessons with Fisher Mark, life lessons with Fisher Mark, or you can go also to, uh, one of your favorite providers out there at podcasts. And I guarantee you'll find us there. Just do a search for life lessons. With Bishop Mark. Okay, check out our podcast, guys. There's a place on there also where you can respond to us. There's a place where you can leave us messages and talk to us about what we're doing in the in the, the uh, podcast. Please do that. Please let us know your. I, I see the numbers. I see the you are looking at it and watching it. Talk to me. Let me know what you're feeling. Let me. I'm here. Okay. Oh, that's right up there. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Compliments, concerns, complaints. You got that? You need this year. That's feedback at dallasfieldc.com. That's an email address. Feedback at dallasfieldc.com. You have one of those. Send us an email. We'll be glad to take care of that for you. Okay. You know you can make a difference. Our church is an all volunteer church. Nobody here takes a salary. Not even myself. Um, we rely on the donations or the actually the tithings of our community here of our our congregants who come in every week and from donations from people out there in podcastville and in YouTube land. And that's the only way we keep our doors open. We we rely on y'all <laughs> to keep us open. And it's been very rough. I mean we have. Uh, coronavirus, we're still coming back from that, hopefully rising from the ashes. But it's been rough, and we could use your help. If you believe the message that we're trying to get out of an all-inclusive, all-loving, all-forgiving God needs to be said, needs to, we need to get the true meaning of Christianity out into the world, the true meaning of Christianity, what a Christian really is, out to the world, please consider making a donation to Dallas Dallas Universal Life Church. It's very simple. You just go to your, go to uh, dallasvielc.com and click on Donate. It's actually a Donate slash Tithe button now, so it's both. Uh, there you will be taken to a secure page where you can donate, uh, uh, and all of, our, all of our stuff is, uh, all of your donations will be tax deductible, because we are a 501c3 charity organization. It's tax time coming up, good time for that. Now, I also said there was a tithe button also there, it's donate slash tithe. Any of y'all that are here, if you're sick that week, or uh, if you just want to tithe with your credit card or whatever, you can use that button as well and do your tithes there. Uh, it's a secure site to do that as well, okay? DallasFuelc.com and click on Donate. Now, every time, always, I get, you know, Bishop, look, I love the church. I do. I, I love it. And I really want to help, but I'm broke. And I, look, I tell them the same thing. I'm broke too. Just do what I do. Do what we all do. Volunteer here at the church. Your time isn't running, right? Time is worth money. And we always have something to do here. Simply go to DallasFieldC.com and click on the volunteer button. There you'll find a list of the jobs we have available to you. If you don't see something you like there, come on in anyway. Call me. Do whatever. Look. There's always something to get done here at the church. There's never enough hours in the day, and there's always something left undone. We always need more help. Uh, so, you know, if you want to volunteer for the church, we'll definitely find a spot for you. Just go to DallasFLC.com, click on volunteer, or just come and see me. Just come on in and see me. I'll, I'll, I'll put you to work. Come on in. All right. Pray at DallasFLC.com. Pray at DallasFLC.com. If you have a request for prayer, that's an email address you're going to email us to. You can remain anonymous, or you can give us your name. Uh, you can ask that your prayers be said in our everyday prayer prayers here at the church. We do pray every day here at Dallas Luther's Life Church. Or you can ask that your prayers be said during our prayers of the faithful on Sunday with the rest of the congregation. Again, you can remain anonymous or leave us your name. Just simply email us at pray at Okay. Well, let's see if I can get this done right. Just to remind you, this, I'm going to be knocking this into your heads because I don't want you to miss this. Our seven-year anniversary is coming up on Sunday. And it seems like it's far away off now, but it's not. It's not that far. Sunday, May the 28th at 3 p.m. here at the church. Our seven-year anniversary. Okay, mark your calendars. The 28th at 3 p.m. Okay? This is what's coming, too. Guys, I want to thank you all for the interviews you gave. Um, they were fantastic. The movie is really coming together. Um, I'm really, really happy with it. Um, I hope you all are willing to, uh, the name we're sticking with is Seven, Rising from the Ashes. Uh, seven is a number used in the Bible. It's a a good number used in the Bible, and it's, it's very a very you know, a powerful number. So we're going to stick with that and hope that Seven is our powerful, good year for us that's coming up. So Seven, Rising from the Ashes, will also premiere on uh, May 28, 2023. I promise there will be a trailer coming soon. I didn't get a chance. I, I tried to get it done this week. I, I, I just ran out of time. So um, bear with us. It, it's going to be good, though. I'm really happy with it. So don't forget, May 28, 2023, 3 p.m. And all of you out there in podcast land and YouTubeville, come for our anniversary. We want to know. We want to see your faces. We want to shake your hands. Come see us. Okay? All right. Okay. Next week is Palm Passion Sunday. Palm Passion Sunday. Okay. Um, our series that we've been doing, this series Lent for All Nations, will continue next Sunday at 3 p.m. Now understand this. This is the beginning of Holy Week next week now. So we're, we're a week away from Holy Week, which makes us two weeks away from Easter. Okay. So with that in mind, let's look at this. Our Holy Week schedule. Okay. This is the reason we call it Hell Week here. <laughs> Get ready. Here we go. Number one, we've got Palm Passion Sunday next Sunday at 3 p.m. Please do not come inside the church when you arrive, unless it's raining or really bad weather outside. Do not come inside the church. You wait on the patio, but the service will begin on the patio for Palm Passion Sundays. Okay, So please stay on the patio. Do not come inside yet. Alright? Uh, following that, we have Archbishop's Chrism Mass on April the 6th, which is Thursday, April the 6th, at 10.30 a.m. 10.30 a.m. That's the middle of the night for me. <laughs> so you know it's going to be a rough day. 10:30 a.m. We have the Archbishop's Chrism Mass. That is a mass that is is absolutely uh, over overflowing with pomp and circumstance and and history and and uh, tradition, where we, the bishop actually blesses the chrism oil for the year that they use in anointing people and and, and blessing the sick and whatnot. Uh, very, if you're interested in kind of that kind of thing, it's a really, it's an interesting mass. It's it's really interesting to come to. It's it's long, but it's very interesting. If you've ever been to one, I suggest you go. Okay, now here we go. <laughs> well, later that same day, later that same day, next that's next Thursday, not this coming Thursday, but next Thursday, April the sixth at 6:30 p.m. We have the Maundy Thursday celebration. That's the the uh, celebration of the Last Supper. So we will celebrate the Last Supper on Thursday. April the 6th at 6.30 p.m. here at the church, okay? Then, the next day, the very next day, is Good Friday. We have our Good Friday candlelight service, okay? It is a very moving service. It's it's very emotional. Um, it's my favorite day of the year as far as uh, as Christian holidays, as a Christian day. Uh, it's my favorite day of the year, period. Um, it's a day that our, our Lord Jesus Christ died for us and gave us life, Um it's a, a sad day, but also a day of rejoice, because of that. And I suggest if you've never, especially if you've never come to one of my my Good Friday uh, services, please come. It's very moving. And if you have, I know you're going to come anyway because it's that because it's that good, right? So come on back. Good Friday, candlelight, uh, April seventh at six thirty p.m. It's not a real long service. It's 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 very nice and it's just very. It's very nice. You'll you'll like it. Okay, here we go. Then on Sunday, April the 9th, we'll have our Easter celebration. Easter celebration. That's not this not this Sunday, The next Sunday. Okay? Now, following that, we'll have the Archbishop's annual Easter egg hunt uh, immediately following the round table. So this will be a long day on Sunday, uh, a long evening on Sunday uh, for Easter. Now, you might be asking, well, why are we not meeting at 3 o'clock on Easter? I mean, that's what time we always meet. We always have service at 3 o'clock on Sunday. Why are we doing it at 5 o'clock? Easter celebration, the reason I do that is because a lot of people that come to church here do have family still outside of here. And I know that the normal time for us was always 2 o'clock. That's what time we ate holiday meals. You got there and you ate at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock is when you had holiday meals. Well, if you're going to eat at 2 o'clock, you're not going to make it here by 3. okay? And I want to see you give everybody a chance to be here. Plus, I want to give you a chance to bring your relatives if you want to. You know, If you've had that 2 o'clock lunch or dinner or whatever, bring them on. Come on, we've come. They're invited too to come to service, even if they've been that morning. You went to service with them, they can come to you now. Come on. So, uh, 5 o'clock is when we'll start. 5 o'clock we'll have service. We'll be trying to start on time. Immediately following that, we'll have the round table. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on there. Then we have the famous Easter egg hunt. Now, let me tell you something. There's a lot of money in the Easter egg hunt that people don't even realize. We There was, uh, probably, was probably 100 bucks last year. And for only two people. What? Gavin left. Before, he stayed for the service and left before the Easter egg hunt. I said, what are you doing? About a hundred bucks. Plus a bunch of trinkets and cute things and all things like that. Remind me. Remind me I've cut to order some stuff. <laughs> so, please come on. Come stay for the Easter egg hunt. It's fine. It's at the end of the Easter egg hunt. That's where it goes. Through. I had to move it from before the service to after the service because some people decided they would come to the Easter egg hunt and then just take off and not stay for the service. So, we do it after the service. Now. And if you were not at the service, please don't think you're going to come here and be at the Easter egg hunt after service, you need to be here at service to participate in the Easter egg hunt. Just to make that clear, you have to be here at service to participate in the Easter egg hunt. Okay. Following that, we will have a small reception. Hopefully, you did have a good Easter dinner. Um, we, can, we can't. We just can't afford to do a big Easter uh, church dinner this year. So we will have a small reception with some uh, some soda pop, some punch, and some some snacks uh, for your evening. Some something. Some hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, a little bit of we'll do something. We'll do something nice and hopefully you had some good ham or turkey or something for for Easter. Okay. All right, that's that. That's that's Holy Week or as some of us call it Hell Week. <laughs> and you see why? It's it's a lot in one week. I mean, for each one of those we have to do a new program, each one of those we do a new program, we do a new sermon, we do new songs, we do a new teleprompter, we do new PowerPoint, we do two new vi- we do the, the opening opening videos, whatnot. You see how much work that is? And I, there's only one of me. <laughs> So, y'all bear with me. I know I probably might be a little testy this, in next couple of weeks, so please bear with me. I'm doing the best I can, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. April. Yeah, I know. It's April Fool's coming up. Yep, here it comes. And uh, it's funny. It's the 7th. My father's birthday is on the 7th, which is uh, um, Friday. Uh, Good Friday, which I think is beautiful. It's going to be 71 this year. Okay. Come on now. They want to let me go. And y'all's real favorite part of the service, here it comes. It's dismissal. So let's rise for that, please. Bishop a day keeps the devil away. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Hi. Hi. What'd you like, what'd you not like, what do you want keep, what do you to get rid of? Um, I have a suggestion. Yes.
0: I don't come very often, so... No, you don't. I wish you came more often. Yeah. So, whenever no, y'all go through the... Y'all's normal... As y'all go through like the same thing every week, mm-hmm. y'all go too fast. It's too fast. Slow down. Confessions of sin. Y'all need to slow that down because I can't read that fast enough, and I don't know it. Okay. Um, and Good. so people who don't know the Lord's prayer, y'all go a little too fast. I need to slow down.
1: Okay. Noted. Noted. We'll, we'll work on okay. that. I do. I do find that I, I rush a bit, especially when we're, you, when we're running late. I do rush a bit. I'm sorry. I get this this, this, this thing going in my head of oh my God, they're they're like. They get ready to go, they have things to do and they can't sit here and just wait on me all day. You know. I, I know I'm doing the best. Usually again. I don't only say that. <laughs> yeah, Don just gets up and leaves. He said You don't even say bye. He just leaves. He says the word bye when the door. Bye. Yeah, 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 Bye. And the door's closed. Say bye. Okay. Noted. Yeah, I thank you for that for that suggestion. Okay. I'm listening. Now Don, I noticed I was I was, you are know, doing working on the movie and I was listening to one of your interview or your interviews. And you said that during the round table you don't really have anything to say so you just kind of keep quiet mm.
0: uh-huh why why do you just keep quiet huh? talk to talking. us everybody else we,
1: we, want, your, we us. want your we want your insight no, too there's
2: no input i mean i, mean, I wouldn't change anything except for the idiots to come I'm just <laughs> going. i mean those that act their own uh, you know yeah, at least they come at
1: least they're, at least they're here yeah they're it's here. the right step oh. in the right direction forgive
2: me for saying
1: it you're forgiven i'm sure okay I was just curious, because it, it kind of struck me, kind of strange when you said that, I went, I'm more of a listener, I'll listen more. <laughs> oh, come on. What? You can talk, too. I do. I've heard uh, uh, you I do, talk. What? what, you, what you I've known you how many years? 35? Okay, quiet. Mm. We've got, we got a real opinion about it, he will say something about Give it. Give a try to Jose Cuervo, see what happens. Or Black to Red Bull. I'm like a Red, Bull. I'm like a Red Bull, that's the new one, see, we didn't have Red Bull. Well, we, me and I knew each other back then, but there was a Red Bull. No mm. uh-huh. It was Jose Cuervo, you are a friend of mine, Grand Marnier. Ooh. Oh, no, man, it oh. you Oh! know how you know, expensive that is? It's like $15 a shot now. of grandma. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, get,
1: oh. yeah. We used to drink that stuff sort of by the bottle. That the Jägermeister, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, right. You had, you had the, was a shot called The Nazi from Hell. It's half Jäger and half Rumpelminz. <sighs> it just hit your stomach like a brick. It just stop. sat there. It was awful. Stop. Absolutely awful. Okay. Back to kind of the story of, of our past to uh, last life mm-hmm. and move on to the future Our now. adventures. <laughs> the Good Samaritan. That's what we're talking about today. The Good Samaritan. And we're talking about uh, something that usually is not talked about. And explained in, in depth about what is going on here. It's not what, but who. And I, I've, talked, I've given this sermon many times. Not this is the exact sermon, but I've given sermons on this Good Samaritan many times. And I have spoken about the fact that it was a Samaritan. I mean, look, you had a, a Jewish rabbi and a Levite go by and they went to the other side of the street. They, there was a fellow Jew on the ground, dying. And they walked on the other side of the street. And here comes a Samaritan who has, you know, they're, they're enemies, basically. You know, they're nobody. And he goes and helps this man. As he, takes him, he puts him on the donkey and takes him to a hotel, pays the innkeeper to take care of him. Wow. That's the epitome of loving your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. The of
0: it, or it. these days being bougie and ignoring people. You know most people nowadays think that being a good Samaritan requires a grand act mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it it norm- and really all you need to do every day is maybe instead of speeding through traffic to get to work on time, mm-hmm. let the person in front of you go first. Absolutely. I mean, or have a kind sometimes, of I mean, like you sometimes your own kind well-being being. doesn't need to take priority over somebody else's.
1: Well, remember what I are saying here. Just remember what I are saying. Men and women for others. And if you do that in every aspect of your life, if you're not thinking about yourself and being selfish and you're doing something for others, you're going to be doing the right thing. Look, it, it, it's a sacrifice with that. To be a man and woman for others. There is a sacrifice. You do give up a lot of things. You give up. You know, being first in line at, at, at the at the ballpark because you you know cut everybody off in traffic. You know? or you, you miss uh, getting the, the brand new pair of jeans that everybody's wearing now because you Simmons. you you gave that money to charity or you like a, you know bought food for your friends who needed to eat. You know, that's giving. You're gonna give. That's part of it. It's being a man, man, for others is giving of yourself, yourself, your talents, your abilities, your time, your money all of you. That's how it works. And I guarantee you when you do that and you give like that, that freely and without selfishness, just completely unselfishly give of yourself, it all comes back. And you don't know how
2: relevant that struggle was today. Tell me. <laughs> there, I, I'm just just relaying something. When I left here, for instance, I left here uh, last night when I was going to go home and I forgot something of her. You did. But I got all the way to the train station and was getting on the train. And this lady, she was sitting by the train and she was like, I just don't know where I'm gonna sleep tonight. She was, this, this, this young generation is just, just so disrespectful. I can't go to the shelter because they pick on me. They still like still the longest when i sleep. And I looked, looked at her and I went, ma'am, I had, Adrian had given me like $4 to go get something at the store. I gave it to her. I just and just sometimes she needed it. She did. And before she even said anything she
1: said that no, i am like Uh oh this woman in trouble. Just, uh, no, I'm saying we're not, we're not you're not you condoning you're not just saying give money to anybody that's asking you for money. you know you have to use yeah. your brain. Yeah. You have to discern a little bit what these people you know I'm not well, trying you to you judge feel it, 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 you have to know. Well if you, you know, know, you feel it you know you know. You know. Sometimes yeah. you go, uh
2: oh you're first. You know, you are full of it, you just keep on walking. Niggas man that up on the sidewalk and still up, so you still got a web You did that to yourself. Right.
1: <laughs> I'm done. What are you going to say? Oh, no. That's no? I'm good. Good? Yeah. Show the pillow you bought for us. Hello. Bless this, this mess. mess. <laughs> yes. Mm. He <laughs> bought that pillow especially for us. Yes, I've am I'm, I'm, I'm got a lot of stuff. I do. Here it is. Bless this mess. Okay. So, but,
2: go ahead, Don. Okay, well, what I was getting though, after I did that and when I. I was coming out, come, uh, come turn I got back on the bus, I looked up, and by the time, two cop cars came up behind the, the bus stop. And I'm standing there talking to her after I gave her that money. they shined a light on me, like I was supposed to do something to her. And she, go, she goes, she I cussed them out every night. I went, <laughs> and I just sat down by her, I went, I went, I bet you do. She goes, oh, I do. She goes, they, they buy these for all kinds of reasons. She goes, they get paid you, to do to bother like the time they got a uh, call, we got a, we got a, a rowdy customer at uh, L. What is it? Um, what is the Mexican restaurant yes. there? No, no. Uh, enchiladas. Yes. We got a rowdy customer. That place still rowdy. Oh yeah, they're it, still on grebo. Enchiladas on Greenville. And so I, so I went. They cut off the lights, drove me and I went, "Thank you, Lord."
1: And by the end of the I went, oh
2: I forgot something." I guess
1: you fit the you fit the description of the of rowdy person or something, right? No,
2: I mean they had, they thought I was uh, harassing her. her. Yeah. And I just went. And I said, Lord, forgive me. Because I was about to say something to him. He goes, You alright? We're fine. We're just fine. Right. But it was just relevant to what you said, like, doing something out of the kindness of your heart, you don't ever think about it, just do it.
1: Right. It becomes second nature. Yeah. It does. It becomes. I have friends who get mad at me because of how freely I am able to give. And look, there's probably some truth in in what they're saying. There probably is some. I, I probably do um, more you give need. more than I should. But I'd rather do that than the, than the other. I'd mm-hmm. rather give more than I should than, than not give, give enough. Than not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm give, I try and give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Uh, at least two, three, four, five, six, sometimes ten, hundred times. Mm-hmm. You know, I try and let them. I really try and give them a chance. And a lot of people that I meet doing this job, they didn't haven't even have a chance. They haven't had a chance in a while. And they're they need that. whether they take it or not, that's a different story. And and unfortunately, I think more, more times than not they don't take it. They they move on and like I say, hopefully when they moved on, some people stick in their head that I said and something they learned here and it'll help them later on in life. But uh, I mm-hmm. I can't imagine I can I can't imagine not being that way. And I like I said I had friends that get mad at me. They get mad. They yell at me. And, what are you doing that for? You know, you can't keep doing that with them. I'm one of them. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, you, have but you understand where I'm coming from. You understand? You no, know I do. Doing. But I'm like, God, sometimes you you had enough of it. And, and my problem is, look, you know, I'm able. To, I have to forgive. We all have to forgive. That's that's for us. Yeah, not forgive not for like is that. one thing, but, but you don't I, have to let, it keep, let them keep coming in and doing the same thing over and over again, right? That, that was, I think that's kind of the, the big thing. That was a lesson I learned with the with the robbery.
0: Because when it, when it yeah. starts to hurt and affect you as a person, it, it's like, okay, it's unhealthy. You're trying to help this person out a whole lot, and you are. And they don't and, appreciate and, it. and they're they're taking that in, taking an advantage of it, and then taking more than what you have even. Taking advantage of it, and mm-hmm. they, they 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 then are starting to take over a lot of different things, and they start to, you know, mess with a lot of different, you know. My, uh, she,
1: my aunt Patsy was was the was worse than I am. She was she would give to anybody that asked. Okay, always. And uh, this is where I'm going to turn the script a little bit on you. Tell you what I said to her one time, a couple times. One time, somebody from uh, she worked for, uh, for the, the charity at, at her church, um, St. Vincent de Paul, right? Mm-hmm. And one time she had done an intake or something, talked to them on the phone. So, I mean, they, they kept her phone number because people kept. Them, and the guy called her personally was staying at a hotel and needed some money, and gave her this big soft story. And she had gone out there by herself in her 90s to this hotel on Harry Hines to give this person money. And I didn't know about it until the second time he called. And we were headed, she said, we gotta go stop over here, I gotta give." I said, what's going on here? And she told me the story, I said, Patsy, have you lost your mind? You can't do that. you especially going out here alone to this place. What's wrong with you? Also, we had a relative that was, <laughs> boy, oh boy, I, I, I didn't know him. He was a distant cousin, I guess. Uh, but he called about every other day. Never came to see Aunt Patsy. I never met him, I don't know who he was. But every day it was a sob story. You know, I need this, I need, I, I'm i trying to get a new job, but I have to get a bus fare and I have to have this much money. I have to have $40, I have to have $50, I have to have $40. I need, I need $100, I need, every day, every other day. It was something, and she, give it to him. until mm-hmm. so finally, you know, she. I, I kind of we talked about it. and I said, you know, what's what's going? On? I said, how often is he called? And she says, well, uh, you know, really, she told me the stories that he, he's giving. I said, Patsy, he's he's on drugs. Nobody nobody calls people like that, relatives, and right, asks for forty dollars here, forty dollars there, twenty dollars here, and, and gives you all the different sob stories. For he's on drugs, and you need to stop giving the money. She didn't. She she still kept doing it, but she slowed down, you because know, she was going broke. She was going broke. I mean, she's my Social Security. Guy, my God. So I get it. I get the point. I understand that. I, I do. My problem is... I think my, my, more than of my problem with being generous is being too trusting. And that's that's when I get in trouble. You know, I, I forgive them for being stupid and doing stupid things and stealing from me or whatever else they do, and then I trust them again, and they do it again. And that's where I run into problems. I think that's the issue. So I'm working on it. <laughs> keep, keep an eye on me on that one.
0: because yeah, it's just like you say, like, with everything... If you don't, if you don't have it, you can't give it. Absolutely. So when you when you try to give something you don't have, it doesn't really ever work out the way you want it to, and it seems like they're taking advantage of you from either an outside point of view or you see it happen. You see it happen. And so it's just the thing is like. Think about it like like if, if somebody comes to you for something and you don't have it just say you don't have it you
1: can't give it to you there's no way I can't. And I've said that I've said yeah. that sometimes that's not enough even yeah, they, they keep on keep on keep on
0: Well then you know if they're going to keep on like that then obviously you know
1: they either they either super desperate which I don't always feel like they are
0: if they're going to be that like you know upset about you not giving them something like that mm-hmm. Or, 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 they they are, or they've been doing this to everybody around them right. for a while, and they, they, they know how to get to you.
1: It's tough. To, sometimes it's hard to, to discern between the con mm-hmm. artists and, the, and the, good, the people who really genuinely need your help. It is sometimes hard, um, but do your best. Right. But don't, I mean Listen, the people who really do need your help are do suffer because of that. They, they don't get what they deserve because other people take mm-hmm. advantage of the situation and, and do things like that. So you know, do your best. Don't stop giving. Always be a giver. Be minimum for others. Always. I mean, it's so important. And if you're a person who receives, try to give to somebody else and pass it along to the next person. Always. There's that whole thing about passing it past, paying it forward. I think I think it's a very good way to live your life. Something good happens to you, do, do something good for somebody else. Remember that. Just, you know, if you have to give a mark on it, you know, on a little piece of paper, this person did this, did this, and you get those check marks on the other, and then you did it for somebody else. Good, I mean, look. If we all just tried to do a little bit of that, everybody tried to do a little bit of that, this world would be so much different, so much better. You uh, I'm real tired of uh, you know living here in Dallas. Every single night, these murders. Every, Every night. single night, somebody being killed. Two people, two people, three people, five people, ten people being shot. What is wrong with people? That's the final answer. Mm-hmm. That's the final. It's it. There's no turning back from that. Mm-mm. When you kill somebody, they're dead. Right. When you die, you die. You're not coming back. There's no, uh, you know, taking getting your game over and starting over again and putting another, you know, Nintendo game again. No, it doesn't, doesn't work, doesn't like, work that. like that.
0: Yeah, feel like that they gamble with their lives all the time, and it's like well, you don't need to do all that.
1: I don't think people. I think people really. I mean, look in this society. It's, but you, once it's done, it's done. That's it. That's it. And you get one of them. I'll, I'll say this, and you get, just like my my grandparents told me, okay, all grand, life all life older life. people are going to tell young people for the rest of the time, mm-hmm. don't waste it. You always know, say youth is wasted on the young, and I do believe that. Mm-hmm. I do, I believe that one hundred percent. When I was young, I <coughs> wasted so much that I could have I could done so much with. Boy, did we! I tell you, we had a lot of fun, but at what cost? Right. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of money and lot, a whole lot, of, a, whole lot of, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A whole the, lot, of, a lot of things. The risk in your life. Risk every day, every day. Um, but the youth of today—if you're out there listening—don't waste a single minute, because you never know. Even you could be 20 years old, 24 years old, 16 years old, to be 30 years old. This may be your last morning. Yeah, your, your minutes are not guaranteed. You know, we just went through this horrible pandemic and I think a lot of people woke up to that. I think that really, I mean, it took three or four million people dying in our world for people to realize, oh, I could this could happen to me. Now, I guess that's one of the good things that came out of the pandemic. Maybe people realize that life is precious and it is a gift from God and it's given to us for a reason. And He gives us gifts to share with others during our life here. And if we don't, you're wasting those talents and wasting those... Abilities you have to share with the world, well, the what a shame, what a shame, what a shame. Okay. I said short and sweet today, and that's going to be short and sweet. Okay. Next week is Holy Week. I need volunteers next week. I need people to be here early for service. Um, you saw that the, in your bulletin today is is the uh, the schedule for next week. Uh, not this coming week, next week after saying what? I might have an issue
0: with the schedule the work. I understand because uh, sometimes I don't get out If You're not I know, I know,
1: I know, and if we have to, we'll, just, yeah, you know I'm never on time. Yeah, it's just like, I can't come to
2: the, the chrism mass at all.
1: I know that, and I'm sorry, that's just the way okay. it's done. I apologize. I understand. You'll be able to watch it on video, like some of the other people who can't come as well. Yeah. Probably nobody will come. I, I mean, I really do hope somebody comes to the chrism mass, because it, it is a beautiful mass. Yeah. And I I can celebrate it all myself, but I have to, it's, it's fine. Um, it will be done,
2: uh, but... We, <coughs> do you actually
1: think he's going to do it by himself? <laughs> I've done do you, it by myself. You're here? I, no, I don't like doing it by myself. I like to have okay. somebody here with me. It's, it's nice. I've got work, too. So. But he's got to work, So and that's fine. You know, yeah, That comes first right I'll now. I'll pay Gavin to be here. <laughs> Gavin was here. Let me tell you something. Gavin was here no, last time. We did a prison mass. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He is, he's, yeah, he's, he's on one of his, his rampages right now, so... He said he would be here after he, you know, yelled at me for nothing and then then, uh, uh, didn't show up. So I I, I worry about Gavin, I do. Mm -hmm. Keep him in your prayers. Please keep Jim in your prayers. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I hate to see anybody in that situation. And and you know, I do, it sucks. I've been there. And you know, just just giving him prayers maybe it'll offer him a little comfort.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, My cousin Amos too, he just lost his brother. Right, lost the sister last month. Lost the brother. Last we mentioned that in
1: the in the prayers today. His name. Uh, God rest his soul. And, and mm. your family prayers go out to your family as well. Uh, death is not easy, folks. You know.
2: I thought I'm gonna be able to do it. With,
1: uh, with <laughs> but you have to. What else are you gonna do? What else are you gonna I do? Like, you, like, but you. But you got to go through it. You got to keep going. You got to keep chucking on. You better you give up and die. I'm not giving up. I know you're not. Don't. I, I almost did, when my mama died. Uh, go ahead, answer it. Hello?
2: Hello? What Where, you doing, Hookah? I'm do- <laughs> finishing the
1: round table. Ah, you're, live, on, with, with you're the, live with the round table. <laughs> the round table? <laughs> the round table. Uh, y'all are done with the round table? We're finishing up the round table right now, you're live with us. <laughs> We missed you, we missed you this week. Was, I wish you could have been here, it was a really nice service. mm mm-hmm. Except somebody
2: had an 830 visit. What? Excuse me, huh? Okay, I'll be a to little bit. Bye. Love you.
1: Let <laughs> prayer our out of here, folks. <laughs> now we've turned the table. See, I did that to you, and now we've done it to him, too. And <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. have to get a funny picture of him and put it up there so on the phone. <laughs> Mm -hmm, Father in heaven thank you for this beautiful day today and thank you for the friendships that we have and thank you for the ability to come and praise you as we so rightfully should here this Sunday Uh, Lord help me to be a little better with time management and help me to try and be on time especially next week when things are going to be rough with Holy Week and keep an eye on those who are still out there those who are homeless those who are incarcerated those who don't have um, the friendships that we're so lucky to have We ask all this to Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, folks. Your hands are so warm. Help me me break it down. (laughs) And I will see you all Sunday. Palm Passion Sunday next Sunday. Got it. Palm Passion.